to the right. Mariota drops. Steps up. He can run a long way. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 40, 30, Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it. it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's got 40, something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got it. 20, 10, He's got it. Touchdown. Touchdown. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Titans podcast with British accents, you say? Well, here we are for the 62nd time. If you don't know us already, what have you been doing? We are the Transatlantic Titans, a Tennessee Titans podcast from the British Isles. Of course, it's going to be another celebration. The Bills and then the Chiefs. This Titans team is going in the right direction. I am Adam. Um, I am hosting today. I've got Miles Terry with me. Hi, Miles. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm glad to be back. I missed last week's celebrations, but I'm here to double down. <laughs> Absolutely. I expect you to triple down. Um, also with me, Harold Kett. How are you doing, sir? Very well. I, I can't complain. Um, actually liking my new name, to be honest with you. That could stick, couldn't it, Harold could, Kett? Yeah. Harold Honor Gregory Kett. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, I guess. <laughs> there have been an enormous amount of amazing clips and stuff and and memes of people making fools of themselves before the Bills game and before the Chiefs game. It's as if the world thinks that the Titans are just going to be beaten by anyone better. And if you'd seen us play the Jets or the Cardinals this year, I can kind of understand it. Um, I, I also, we, we only get beaten by teams that are a lot worse than us. Just beat, yeah, beat yeah. the good ones, lose to the bad ones. That seems to be how it works. So we'll lose to the Colts um, by that logic. I assume. Yeah, yeah, probably will actually. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll come to that, but first let's celebrate the Chiefs game. Um, Miles, could you believe that lightning was going to strike twice? Uh, yes, I'm a firm believer in lightning uh, striking twice, as well as the Titans uh, performing much better than everyone else seems to think they will. Um, early on that in that game, I mean. I know we'll sort of do a bit of a breakdown, but 14-0, and you're thinking to yourself, Patrick Mahomes who? Uh, you, you'd think that Henny was out there straight away with the way that they were performing, but I tell you what, if, if, if that's what practice squad players are like, I don't know why more people aren't playing practice squad players all the time, because they really stepped up. Didn't they? I mean, on, on defence, we'll talk about... we When we looked at, ahead to this game a week ago, I think we all thought that we'd score points on the Chiefs. Um, we thought it would be a high-scoring sort of game. I mean, I think I have more confidence than the Bills game, because I think the, the Bills are a better all-round team than the Chiefs are. Um, but I didn't think for a second that we would hold the Chiefs to, well, <laughs> three points um, or anything close to that, shutting them out in the first half where the game, frankly, was done. Uh, that, you know, the first Titans drive, 
seven points, great. Um, the Chiefs, I don't think they went three and out, but we made them punt. Um, then we score again, and we made them punt again. And you're thinking, this, what's this defense doing? You don't, you, I, you know, I didn't expect uh, the Chiefs to just come out and and not have anything and just get stopped so easily. Um, yeah, I mean, Greg, where do we start on that defense? Yeah. They were just on fire. I think they were. I think the, I've got to give credit to someone I've not given an ounce of credit to since he's been defensive coordinator, and that is Shane Bowen. I think he schemed he schemed his defense in the last two games to to stop the explosive plays and to stop what Josh Allen and Mahomes are good at. And we finally got a pass rush, which is something that is always going to help if you're stopping the deep threat and you're. You, know, you might let them pick pick up a few yards here and there, but realistically, you're stopping them from from getting in the end zone. Um, you can't criticise what they're doing. And defensively, I don't think anyone, I mean myself included, when when you saw the players that were, especially in secondary, that had gone down, and the, the players that started that game, um, Borders, Mabin, 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 however you pronounce it. You know, is he a got, Greg or a Harold? I think he's a Greg. Uh, we, I think he's a Greg. Well, he could be a Harold. We, we could call him what you like. <laughs> but um, he, yeah, these are guys that realistically, you know, you might never see again or very rarely see again. And, and they so, just so maybe like this is this is a case in point. So he played every single snap. Um, yeah. I mean, we didn't really know who he was a week ago. Um, he played every single snap. I think he allowed one reception um, from a ball thrown his way. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> How do you how do you fathom it? It's 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 baffling when you look at that offense. I mean, look, we all there was talk about Hill being injured, yeah, but I think we just we just negated them at every point, and I think a lot of that is down to to the front not giving Mahomes any time to really do anything with the ball, and even when he's getting out of the pocket, he's you know then the coverage is doing enough and. Players like David Long, uh, even Rashawn Evans with his interception, making making big plays, and it was just to be honest, that first half, and I think I put this on Twitter as well. It's, it was the most dominant first half performance, um, both sides of the ball. We were just from from an offensive perspective, just just driving down the field. We were decisive. We weren't making mistakes. We had a real up tempo offense, and then on defense, we just made big plays big moments um, and really yeah, stopped the Chiefs doing what the Chiefs normally do so well on offence. I, mean, I think I said that we needed to create two or three turnovers to have a chance. Uh, we did that, but it wasn't just that. It was it was stopping them on those, those other possessions. It just felt... I don't think I, even the turnovers didn't actually matter in the end. I think you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have lost this game if you hadn't turned the ball over a couple of times. Um, I think it's two or three times they turned over in the end, but I, d- I don't think I, if even if you'd held, you know, we I just had faith that we were going to hold them even to field goals. It felt like the Bills game, but you know, even more dominant and much, yeah, much more, much dominant. more dominant. Yeah, if anything, yeah. So it was a lot, a lot less to and fro. But uh, I've, I'm, I've got to give a shout out to the offense, and you know, Henry wasn't as big of a, a feature in this game. Obviously, we'll talk about his pass in a second. But in, from a running perspective, he, he wasn't as big a as big a piece. And you've got to give Tannehill credit for stepping up. And I mean, he was what eleven and eleven at one point, which is exactly what you want to see from him. And bar one, what was 
stupid interception towards in the I think it was in the second half, might have been into the first now, I actually can't remember. But apart from that one mistake, that's pretty much the only mistake he made all day. It was similar to the he picked up where he left off at the end of the Bills game. So I think he finished that game with a string of completions and then started started this one. And the yeah, I, I don't think I'm not I'm not worried about Henry having what we'd call an off game for 80 yards. And it it matters not. Um the threat the threat he brings opened up um you know AJ Brown. Forget Chipotle. As Jim Wyatt said, Chief Potley. <laughs> um, he looked he looked his old self. Um yeah, he was it's back to the point where where we've got this is what we were dreaming about in the summer. You know, Julio AJ Brown, where they might be in single coverage and Tannehill can just throw the ball their way and and you know they're gonna make a play. And that that's what that's what we were seeing from AJ, AJ Brown in particular. That catch up the sideline and um, before the touchdown, the, the which is I think our second drive, which originally was ruled incomplete. Um and as they were going to a commercial break, I saw Mike Bray will just get the challenge flag out. I thought, yeah, here we go. And you look at the the slow mo, and there were three steps, and it was it was correctly overturned. Um, and you know, then then there's a touchdown throw, you know, back shoulder. You know, this this is what we were seeing last year, the year before, and we haven't really seen yet this year. So I was just thrilled to see that. Um, for Tannehill as well. Um, Miles, tell us tell us a bit wax lyrical for us about this offense. Yeah, I think um, it was a big step up uh, by the entire offense and truth. I mean, obviously, like you were saying with Brown, he was definitely free of all the Chipotle in his system. Uh, he was he was running hard. He was he looked physical again. Like even on, I think it was the very first play where he made like an eleven yard gain, and it was Tyrone Matthew trying to wrap him up, and you could see the physical dominance was there again, where you can see where he can break away from tackles, and straight away. Tannehill was came out with that second play, thrown it again. And like you said, with the whole Henry fingers, it was really good to see that, like you said, everyone knows that Henry's dominant. And if he has a 100-plus yard game, which he does most games, you've got to be in trouble. But it was really nice to see, like you said, that we almost didn't need him that game. Dare I say we could have done the game without him, I don't know. I would never wish a game like that for the Titans. But to see Brown, Julio, and other players making a difference, I mean... Michael, your call, our call, Pruitt, making plays again <laughs> is a delight to see. And I think he's he might be one of the favourites for my next Titans jersey. Tannehill looking confident in the pocket, which was something that a few weeks ago, it was the polar opposite. And we were even having discussions about, do we need to look next season at potential new quarterbacks? But I mean, listen, a banged up offence. It was, it, was, it was a bend on break situation that they just... They handled whatever the Chiefs threw at us. I mean, we knew that defensively the Chiefs were there for the taking. But I think it was more the confidence that Tannehill shown in his throws, in his plays. Um, obviously, he made that stupid interception. But prior to that, I think he took about like nine, ten minutes off the clock, which is what we knew we needed to do in the second half. Yeah, I think, just... I think that was the, our first drive of the third quarter. Yeah. And that, that's the point in the game where we've had that dominant half and... We're all a bit anxious because we know what Mahomes can do. We know what he's done on occasion. Um, Kansas City, that was their first drive. They just got a field goal, which I think was big, you know, despite the big lead. I think it was big to hold them to three at that point. And then uh, the Titans get the ball. And as you say, yeah, take loads of time off the clock. And by the time he threw the interception, I think 
just the time of possession damage had been done and the field position change and it was actually fine i didn't you don't want it you don't want him to throw that interception of course but the situation of the game meant that you know we'd, we'd had it won by that point I, I know we didn't feel that in our nervous tight supporting hearts did we but we'd had it well they were well beaten and the the further the game went on i mean the what we didn't do against the Bills that was hugely obvious against the Chiefs was dominate the time of possession. You say Henry didn't have a huge game. He had 30 touches. Um, but if he's on the field, anything, anything's a, an option for the Titans. If you're a defence facing us, you're, you're scared of Henry. And you either no, stack, you stack the box to nullify it or there are options... You know, creating options downfield or you don't and he just runs all over you. I think it was just good to see us creating those options though because like you say, we are going to have games where Henry's not going to be able to go and crack off massive runs and and you know, and know get 150, 200 yards a game. There's going to be games where he's going to be held in check to an extent and if 80, was it 86 yards or whatever it was he got in the end is him being held in check then that just shows the quality he is. But it was just good to be able to see because when we've seen Tannehill throwing the ball this year, at times it hasn't until probably the last, the second half of the Bills game. There was times that I was every time he had the ball in his hands, it was just don't get sacked, please don't get sacked. All right, don't throw an interception. Just yeah, you know, it was almost like which is something I've not really experienced with since Tannehill has come in. But since the second half of that Bills game, he's just been a different animal. He was making throws on on Sunday that would. I mean, they weren't even there to an extent. They were like <clears throat> really, really small margins of, and he was just whipping it through and and fight. I think the this one is what AJ he was doing a year ago, absolutely. two years ago. Yeah. Absolutely. So he's and that's that is great to see because I I did fear for that a little bit. We've got a, a real patched up O line, and I think we had about six different O lines playing on on Sunday with injuries at one point or another. Saffold went down for a few plays, and then um, Nate Davis went down for a few and. So we had, you know, the young rookie, is it Redence or Radence, how you say his name is? Uh, well, I mean, Bobby Hart as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, to be honest, I didn't realise we'd signed him. Um, he wasn't even realised he was on the on the roster at all. So it's just, it was just, we can we can wax lyrical about the offence. Didn't score a single point in the second half, but it was just, it was, damage was already done, and it didn't, it actually didn't matter, and it was just a yeah, case I, of I, taking I, as much time off the clock as possible. I saw one or two tongue-in-cheek mention the fact that we didn't score a point in the second half, but it, it, had we needed to, I'm, I'm sure we could have done. Uh, it, it's, it was all about controlling the clock and, and just ending the game. I think it was one of the first games to finish in the 6 o'clock slash 12 o'clock window. Um, you know, it, it was, you could flick over to red zone and was, you know all, the, all of the other games are still finishing up because... Uh, the, that clock just kept kept on ticking down. Um, you met, mentioning the O line and the different personnel. This this is just another area that just fills me with joy. The more I think about it, how bad did that look week one? Areas of the defense all over the place, and things things just seem to be coming together. And you have to come to the conclusion that coaching is the reason for that. When you look at some of the personnel that we've had to use. Yeah, and one thing we did also bring up as part of that, we knew there was going to be potential uh, need for particular plays that make it more beneficial for an O-line. The screen plays have been coming out so much more recently. 
quick dump offs where the ball's not actually in Tannehill's arms for very long hand arms hands for very long. So realistically, <laughs> I mean if he he could throw from his bicep, I'm sure. Um, but the old line we're making it easier on there that screen games is a quick dump off, quick dump off. It means that the old line aren't having to spend so much time feeling under the pressure. The ball's gone, which is something we needed to do. And it's something that, especially in Kansas, I mean, obviously I think that was the reason that Tannehill actually ended up with his interception because he was so desperate to get another screen off. But like from your own, what, one yard line throwing a screen to ease pressure off because you know the old line's going to be getting a big um, pile on from the Chiefs players. To me, it's, it's, it is a credit to the coaching, equally down to how they've been coaching the line, but also just the play call in itself. Um, I think it's made a world of difference, and it's something that we brought up was needed. And like you said, it's the next man up mentality, but I think this will really benefit us going forward when it comes to players coming back from injury to sort of show that people can come off this practice squad. They're all on some part of the field together when they're all training for this are all coming off with the same mentality of like, we've just come out and it doesn't matter what you're getting paid at this team. If you're willing to come in and make a tackle and show proper technique, you're going to be making plays in the NFL. And I think it's especially for the old line, it's next man up mentality every single time. And it's, it's a credit to seeing, yeah, hundred percent. The coaching deserves a, uh, a well done, which they definitely didn't get after week one, but they've earned it, especially for the past couple of games. I, maybe the team was undercooked at the start of the year. And we had injuries that the week three of the preseason, I think it was week three or week two or whichever game that we decided to have a look at or give most of our starters some game time. We had the COVID issues and a lot of them missed it. Um, Tannehill had COVID, didn't he? And so he didn't play a single snap in the preseason. I don't think we didn't see AJ, we didn't see Julio. You know, that won't have helped as sceptical as I am about the preseason, you do kind of need a bit of it to, to help the team prepare. Uh, it might not be a spectacle, but, you know, it's, it's important. And, yeah, it's taken us a few weeks to hit our straps. I fully believe in this team again. Um, in fact, furthermore, I believe in this defence. And <laughs> that, that was the area we were concerned about. Um, the the last, two, last two games have just completely changed my outlook of this team. And I'm ready to be... And bitterly brought back to earth <laughs> this week against the Colts, I'm sure. But um, it's just the fact that everything, all the little things we were worried about, seem to be fixing themselves. Um, I know it's, I know it's really microscopic, but one thing that did bring a real big smile to my face was we all remember the uh, the playoff game against Kansas, where Mahomes had that run, which some people made out to be like Houdini style running, when really it was just a lot of poor missed tackles. When I saw Mahomes run with the ball and fumble it, I celebrated that like, oh, my Christmases had come at once because that's what I wanted to happen in the playoff game. I think with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they are so winners. I think they, they're starting to build a bit of an attitude. And I, the injury, didn't like to see it, but when he uh, got hurt by Simmons, but when he fumbled, fumbled that ball, there's something about smug people oh, what failing. What a play from Bayard that was. Oh, completely. And it was just, it just brought such a smile to my face to see him fumble that ball, lay on the ground and just be like, yeah, you know what? You haven't made an amazing play this time. Like you didn't last time. And it just, I, I needed that. I needed that fumble more than anything. One, <laughs> that one, was great. The one was thing a... I, I needed the most was someone to actually get close to a quarterback. And last year we didn't see anyone in the same postcode as a quarterback realistically. Um, 
the the pickup of Danica Watery is has just become an absolute steal and definitely the free agent signing of the of the year. Um, great to see Bud Dupree get a sack as well. Um, after you know, obviously he's clearly pushed himself a bit too hard in the early part of the season to get himself back, and it's good to see him kind of moving in the right direction. And then you know, Greg Onolandry as well, who got a, <laughs> again another another brilliant performance from from him and and that man is like I said last week he's he's doing everything he can to make sure he gets paid at the end of this year so it's just uh, you know I've not even talked about Simmons I've not even you know, as well who's we all know the monster that he is Anthony <laughs> chipping in love yeah, that guy yeah, um, absolutely. You know, there's, there's there's just so many so many players on that defense who are just playing out of their skins at the moment even even the likes of Thierry Tart even the likes of um, not Daquan, Naquan. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even yeah. guys like that—they're just—they're making plays. And I think I think Jones was one in particular against uh, against the Bills, who was a big part of the reason why they've got that fourth down stop. I mean, Simmons was the one I think who probably got the most credit for it. But if it wasn't for for Naquan, he would have been probably struggling a little bit more. So it's it's those players making making big big contributions. And look, we've given Rashawn Evans a lot of stick as well. But I mean. That interception at the time was 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 great great for him. I mean, ultimately he's he's not the greatest in in pass coverage, but the play by David Long to essentially knock it up in the air and to go and make that play, he seems to save it for the Chiefs. Did it did it with a scoop and score in the last time we played them at home. So it's just it's just yeah. Even though we've we've got injuries, we've got the likes of Fulton to come back, which I think is going to be huge for us in the secondary. Um, I'm still not sold on Janaris. He's still Janaris. Um, but it's hard to be too critical after a win like that. Oh, he wasn't... I feel like a secondary wasn't even attacked properly. Um, largely down... They didn't the get a chance. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, this: the way that we contained the pocket. So we were wrapping around the outside with Dupree and Landry. So when Mahomes is then stepping up, he's stepping into Autry, he's stepping into Simmons... And because the offense, they're, they're getting off their blocks on the offensive line, that's the reason that we've not noticed with the coverage as such. That Mahomes didn't have a chance. By the time he's looking up to make a play, even our linebackers, which I'd, I'd mentioned when I was last on about being a threat and actually like making plays, Travis Kelsey is one of the best in the game at just being open in the middle. And he, he, he didn't even make a difference. I mean, I know we spoke about Hill and Hardman downfield, but Travis Kelsey barely had an impact on the game either. It was just a... It was an all-round solid performance by every single defensive area of the air He ball. had an impact on David Long, though, didn't he? <laughs> oh, it was magical. Uh, honestly, that that was that was the hands down the best part of Sunday. That and Brett Kern's two punts. But the I just I just want to talk about Kelsey. Kelsey's I mean he's a threat anywhere on the field, but in particular he's a threat in the red zone. But they just didn't get anywhere near the red zone. So you keep him out of the red zone, and he he's he can't contribute as much. But yeah, that David Long, the guy needs a lifetime contract. I tweeted this on the on Sunday. Give the guy a lifetime contract. Should have been a taunting flag, by the way. Oh well, yeah, so would have still been well worth it. (laughs) I think the 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 refs looked at him and they couldn't even because they're taunting because they just didn't know what he was doing. He was just (laughs) it was so it was so immaculately accurate to what Kelsey had done. Um, I did also want to mention about uh, Henry's um, 
touchdown throw, which surely now he's an MVP candidate because he's now a quarterback. Um, but also just how open Tannehill was for the for the play and back-to-back times when uh, Henry's made a throw. And you look how open the quarterback is for the play. Like, there's no one within the same postcode. of it, It's amazing how open Tannehill was. But I, I, like I said, I'm sure Harry's better than MVP is looking a lot nicer again because if you're going to keep on making showbiz plays against these big teams that was that was great i'd love to i'd love to think that that might make a difference um i did we did post a tweet earlier sort of asking people what their favorite moment from the game was and that well other than david long doing his little i don't know if you can call it a dance certainly yeah taunts as i say um henry's passing touchdown oh what a way to end the opening drive um frank strovel and apologies for the pronunciation jake aslan dogdu Aslan Dog do? I don't know. That I if that's a real yeah. Huge apologies for butchering that. Um but yeah, bringing up the Henry passing touchdown um and the the number of guys that are wide open. It was the same with the the Baltimore um, TD in the playoffs to Corey Davis. Uh, but it, it makes you wonder if that play's going to come out again. Um when you look at how open because because it's so effective. Yeah. Oh, Henry, Henry Wildcat not only are is you, just terrifying. You're defending Derek Henry on the goal line, but you're defending Henry on the goal line when you think he's got when he's got the ball. Um, <laughs> he's got every bit of focus that there could possibly be. Oh, hang on. What else can he do? Oh, throw to one of four or five different open receivers. I mean, I do worry that the range might be limited to what's just in front of him um, to, to throw to... You know, Tannehill out wide. I don't know if he's got that in his locker, but boy, that's it. Make it makes you wonder. Um, and defenses are going to be scared of that as another option. I'm waiting for the cheeky shovel pass to blazing game from the same uh, from the same setup, and then that'll be me. That'll be that'll be my uh, year made. That's <laughs> the, that's the evolution of the play. What um, what I don't get though, everyone still doubts him as an MVP candidate or. I say pit everyone, a lot, a lot of people, normally people who don't watch Titan games, but the there's a lot of people still doubting him. But he's been he's he's done this all before. He's he's rushed for more yards than any player on the planet for the last three four years. He's this year in particular as now a legitimate receiver. I mean, he had a couple of catches again on Sunday. And this is not the first time he's he's thrown touchdowns either. So it's it just it strengthens that argument. Everyone's like, oh, now I, even myself is sat there saying, you know, he's he's doing what quarterbacks are doing almost to make a point. But he's done it before. Uh, there's there's the guy is just unbelievable. And we talked about this before we started recording, just in regards to what we're witnessing and we were looking at Eddie George's number of yards per season, for example, and he just blows them all out of the water. And the guy's heralded as, you know, as a legend, quite rightly so. But Henry's just another level. And I think he's another level above anyone ever in this game. I can't I can't think of anyone realistic. There's there's you know, look, we all know of the obvious ones who who are gonna deservedly so be Hall of Famers and some of them that already are. But for me, he I just we need to get this guy a ring. That's the one thing. That's the most important thing I think. Mm. Before before the end comes, which you know, if we're running back, I can't see it ending for Henry soon. But if anyone deserves to to walk away with at least one ring, it's got to be Derrick Henry. 
does he ever? Well, yeah, just a bit. Um, Julio, you could argue the same. Um, yeah, we could kill two birds with one stone, couldn't we? How about that? Other other favourite parts of the game. Brian is not here. Um, Carrie Romero doing the the pre-game announcements. That was pretty good. That was better than pretty good. Um, all the stuff I loved. I loved, by the way, of um, Amy going to to meet the 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 big ladies of Titans Twitter thing. Um, shout out to Stephanie, by the way, fan of the year. Um, if you've yeah. not spoken to Stephanie or interact with interacted with her, she is fantastic. She's going to do a great job of that, and she is unbeaten as fan of the year. Well, the Titans are unbeaten with her as fan of the year. I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, so that I thought that was that was all brilliant. The Titans do stuff like that so well, um, and Amy Amy Adams Drunk is phenomenal at all that all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, similarly, a couple of weeks ago, bringing all the Oilers back all into Nashville um, for the sort of Oilers week. Um, we're really good at that stuff, and that makes me so proud. Um, Brian also said, um, yeah, best part of the game for me was the reemergence of Arthur Juan Brown. Um, absolutely. Um, we've, yeah, we've obviously, we've obviously touched on that. Um, Greg, you mentioned the two Brett Kern... Bread? Brett... <laughs> I've all the names to get wrong. Brett Kern punts. <laughs> um, you knew as soon as... I mean, it's almost as if um, somehow we've done it deliberately. Um, that's why we didn't score a point in the second half. So we could let let the goat back in. Let the goat come and have a go and remind us just how good he was. He's just, honestly, the... I think he got the biggest reaction in my household, that, that especially the first one that went out of bounds is... I think was it in the two or three? I can't remember, but I just I just love watching. I, I hate watching him play at one point because it means that our drive is coming to an end, and that's that's never good. But that that is like a a, a consolation for me when when you know we're going to be punting. It's it's Brett Kern time, and I can't honestly they, those two punts being away. Presumed he had COVID. I'm not actually sure. He was also on the COVID I reserve believe list. So. I believe so. Whether yeah. he had it or whether he was in close contact with someone and just had to go on the list, whatever it may be, to come off that and deliver two punts, both in the 20, both, I think, in the 10. Like, just, ugh, guy, I, we, we all call him the GOAT, and people might think that's like almost like a running joke. It's not a joke. We genuinely do think the guy is, is, is the greatest of all time when it comes to that position. Yeah, I don't know how you can argue that. Argue that. And boy did boy did he have some practice in those early years as a Titan. Uh, here <laughs> we go. We, you know, just just like Derek Henry, he had enough touches, didn't he? Um, but um, as as he gets closer, I don't want to say to retirement because he's never going to retire, obviously. Um, but he's you know we're easing his workload down a bit, which is nice. I mean, so. the referee, the referee. I think it was his first punt. Was the referees were so in awe of the punt. They missed the clear running into the kicker that should have been uh, a penalty in an automatic first down. Like it's, it, but you know, did, did they or did they just want let? Yeah, Brett they just said, "Come on, you don't want stats. better than that, do you?" No, yeah. but I, was, I just, I just, they were too busy just looking up at that ball, thinking, "Wow, this, this is wow, this is incredible," and completely missed it, in my opinion. But you know what? I'd much rather it be on the stat sheet based on how the game ended up going, anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, Pat Jackson. Jags fan. I mean, the only Jags fan in the world who would tweet us about this. Favourite part of the game? And I'll read you verbatim. 
One minute 55, second shotgun. Pima Holmes scrambles up the middle to KC48 for 13 yards, brackets K Bayard. Fumbles, brackets K Bayard. Recovered by 10 M Farley at 10.48. M Farley to 10.49 for one yard, brackets J McKinnon. Fear the Bayard. Absolutely. He's back, isn't he? It, he uh, is. It's, it's honestly, it's after last year and seeing the struggles and we're all and we're all guilty of sitting there saying he was done. I'm pretty sure at some point last year we were all thinking, ah, no, this is it. We, we've seen the best of Bayard. He's all, all done and dusted. And I don't know who replied to Pat's tweet saying 2018 Bayard is back and we're here for it. But I think we all are. And it's, it's honestly, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy as well. To see him, it was clearly a blip. Everyone has blips. It's just good to see him coming out of it, and he's not just continued going downwards. Because yeah, this is this is the bide we've all missed. He's, yeah, he's a I'll big leader as well, isn't he? he? Like his his presence, he lifts others, and you just yeah, as you say, you can't you can't help but root for the guy and love the guy. And it's it's great to see. I mean, some of us have been doubting him. Let's be honest, um, and I don't think we are anymore. And if you, if you are now, then I'm going to question it severely, <laughs> but uh, just just fantastic to to see that that performance return to where it was, where we we knew he could deliver. Yeah, I like to think it was uh, my words that motivated him. Yeah, uh, I'll be the first to admit I was I was I was ready to to move on, and um, maybe I didn't give the 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 professional side of bad enough respect for what he'd already done and. Like you said, everyone has blips, and I, I, I may, I may have been too hasty to say that this was more than a blip. But yeah, like I said, he's making plays not just with his um, coverage, but also when it comes to making tackles, forcing interceptions, um, and fumbles. Sorry. So yeah, delighted to have him back, and it, it's, it's such an important role on the defense, um, especially if we're now getting pressure towards the QB to have the safety position also uh, showing big improvements is going to be huge going forward. Yeah, there's optimism, isn't there? Five and two, Tennessee. Um, joint first in the, forget the AFC South, the whole AFC joint first. And we're, we're only two games ahead of the Colts. That irritated me, by the way, that the fact that they won in, well, near San Francisco. I'm not going to give them the credit of saying their stadium's anywhere near San Francisco because it's not. Uh, but on a filthy, filthy Sunday night, um, the 49ers didn't didn't show up and let Indi- Indianapolis have a cheap, easy, ugly win, which annoyed me. But they're two games back. They, this is, just shows how big Sunday is. Um, for for the Colts, probably more. The Colts cannot lose this. Um, we'll see what that pressure does to them. You know, they they lose that game. We are three games ahead of them, and we'll have beaten them twice. You know, we've we've obviously already taking care of them in Nashville it uh, I keep joking about it but I do fear um, because I'm a Titans fan and we've we've seen this stuff before and they're off the back of three wins I think and on the Mm. bounce Uh, but yeah three you could argue they've not faced anyone San Francisco probably the the best team that they've beaten uh, but didn't play well um, Miles, tell me I shouldn't have anything to worry about. Well, Andrew looks no longer the quarterback there, just to remind you. Um, <laughs> so there's one positive. I mean, we all know that Hines is going to end up having his elite game that he only has against the Titans. But 
like you said, I, I think we're just too strong now. Um, you, you don't come off winter. Well, actually, the most times thing to do is to come off a... No, I'm not going down that road. Um, <laughs> we've just beat the Bills. We've just beat the Chiefs. I mean, confidence should be sky high in that locker room. Um, again, I think I said the last time with the Chiefs, they're, they're very much a team of individuals. Yeah, Leonard's a really good linebacker and they have the odd good player here and there, but I don't, I don't see really any sort of game-breaking players on that team that's going to be enough to sort of... If, if A.J. Brown's going to continue in the way he's going, Julio at some point has got to have his big breakout game. And like you said, Henry's just had a nice chilled uh, game against Kansas. We're going to have far too much for him, surely. Um, and that's enough for me to tell myself that we'll get a victory, regardless of the Heinz 200-yard game that he'll have. <laughs> Greg, um, give us the balance. Um, yeah the Colts I just hate playing the Colts I think it's years and years of torture and we're a better team than them we all know that but the bookies still can't can't split us for some reason Um, and that's probably because whoever's making the odds are probably a Titans fan as well so um, yeah look I think it's going to be it's going to be a lot tougher than we're expecting and I know we all sat here last week and said our Chiefs is going to be a tough game and we end up just practically blowing them out realistically so but I do think this is going to be a tough game I think a divisional game they are like you said Adam they are, they are in must win they know they lose this game it's not season over but it's it's not far off um, it's going to take a monumental turnaround to to get themselves back in it and especially us, where they don't get to play us again and we're the we're the team that they have to exactly, get past Exactly. Um, so I think it's it's a game that I'm yeah I'm not looking forward to because I, th- I just never do against the Colts. But I agree with you, Miles. I don't think they've got good players. They've got good individuals. Um, I'm not concerned about them particularly. Um, I think Henry can get can get good yardage against them. If not, I don't see them being able to stop AJ and Julio if they're both available and and healthy. We're managing Julio at the moment in terms of the snap count. We're managing him in terms of his workload, which I get to an extent because there's clearly a problem there. But yeah, we're going to need him to, at some point, come and have a game where he gets six, seven, eight receptions. Um, and whatever game that may be, it doesn't really matter. But as long as he's there and available, that's the most important part. Yeah, look, I always dread the Colts. I've said this pretty much every time we've we've ever played them. But on paper... There is no reason we shouldn't be walking out there without without a win, um, and I'd be incredibly disappointed if we didn't, because I, I genuinely don't I don't fear the Colts. I just fear the the heartbreak of years gone by. That's uh, that's kind of making me mm. making me feel this way. I mean, we we could have got Nate back on to, again to talk about them. We chose not to. Let's be clear about that. Um, it's nothing to do with him having them. Um, pneumonia or whatever um but uh, he get well, get well soon Nate but um, yeah. we 100 that's not the reason why you're uh, <laughs> on the but I, I know I, I don't fear Carson Wentz I still don't regardless of of the wins did you see did you see the I know they beat the 49s you see that shovel pass interception yeah. through yeah. incredible uh, but I, the rest their defense I still fear a bit I don't think they were strong as they were a year ago um, their O line will be harder to penetrate than Kansas City's, I think. 
Um, but we should we should just have too much. But it just comes down to the fact it's in their house. They'll be absolutely desperate to beat us, and which which can be counterproductive. Yeah, I think it blows it blows it blows the division wide open if they do. Um, and for us, with the Rams coming up after that, I think that is. I mean, I don't fear the Rams as much as I probably did after week one or two, but we all know that that's going to take a, a monumental effort to win that away from home. Before you then have back-to-back games against the Saints, not going to be not going to be an easy task, and then the Texans, who in classic Titans fashion will probably lose to. So, it's one of those ones that it feels it feels like for us, it's not must-win, but it feels like if you lose this and then lose the next couple, all of a sudden you're back to five hundred, and and that's in a blink of an eye almost. I don't see Stop that. Stop it, happening. Greg. Stop it. I don't see that. Stop I don't it. see that happening. By the way, but. This this game for me feels there's a big there's obviously a big difference between five and three and and six and two and I think that's that's obviously going to be the same regardless but for me I, yeah I don't fear Wentz at all I, I think I'm hoping that if anything the pass rush has turned up and they're hoping it does turn up on the Sunday because if it does I do think they'll get they'll get joy against Wentz because he loves spending far too much time with the ball in his hands um, even if the O line is is better. It wasn't great against us in the first game this season. I'm not sure if they've got everyone back yet. I think Nelson's still out, is he? I'm not I sure. I think so. I think so. So <clears throat> I think it's um, there's opportunities there, definitely. But their defense is a million times better than the Chiefs. Um, so I think we might struggle to. I can't see us being 27 0 up at half time, put it that way. Um, although I'll take it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> there was a game a couple of years ago we put on a show in the first half in India, I think it was like, it was like 35 first half points or something. Yeah. And let's, let's see, let's see some of that again. Yeah. That'd be nice. Do you know what? I'm uh, I believe in this coaching staff. I think we go in there and get it done. It's uh things, things are looking good at the moment. We're How about that? We're definitely going to snip that if we lose the next three games. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's move away from the Titans and finish this podcast off. Um, Non-Titans related uh, Miles, have you? Well, you weren't here last week, so I imagine you've got stuff to get off your chest. Um, I lead a very boring life outside of the Titans and Oxford United, and no one likes to hear about my fantasy football because I've been told I'm banned from that. Um, so yet still um, mention it every time, mm. every yeah. damn week. No one. Cares. At some point, at some point, it's going to be my my job to do fantasy football. I'm just not good at it. Um, no, so. What I wanted to mention, well, I had two things really. It, it conflicts with I've just returned. You know what? To, I'm uh, not, hold on. Before you do that, oh, I'm going oh, 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 oh. to be friendly. How did your fantasy team do, Miles? Good to hear about that. Um, Non-Titans related. So yeah, I've just returned to uh, my local cinema, which I was at after uh, what two years ago now. So I used to have a lot of fun. Uh, on uh, stories coming out of it. Um, I had one thing that I wanted to bring up that when the tragic day comes that Brett Kern maybe hangs up his boots, I have found a replacement as I witnessed a young child volley a bag of popcorn in a screen from one end to the other in perfect punt scenario. So if the Titans are listening, he's located somewhere in the northwest of England and he's the future. Um, I really enjoyed cleaning that up. 
Um, but my other my, my other thing I wanted to mention is on uh, on on Saturday when I was working. Um, there's a couple of films out. Obviously, it's it's Halloween season, so there's a couple of 18s, uh, 15s out there. And uh, don't get me wrong, I'd be the first person when I was younger to try and watch films when I wasn't old enough. I'd try and get Grand Theft Auto when I was only 14. Um, but we had a situation where family came in, and it was uh, full family, family of four. But the two kids looked remarkably younger than 15, and they'd come in to watch Venom, which is sadly a 15 average film. Just no more spoilers than that. And I, I asked kindly, did they have any form of ID for the kids? Um, and the guy turned around and basically said, listen, I'll be honest, they're both 13, but come on, we're out as a family. It's a Saturday. Can you just let us in? And um, the remarkable response I got when I said, no, sadly, it's a 15, your kids are 13. So it's this guy looked like he was going to hit me because I'd ruined their uh, their family event. Um, I often have a don't be that guy moment, which often happens at the cinema. And I'm very much uh, handing over that baton um, to that person that I was going to describe with a word begin with B just to be uh, <laughs> follow on with it. But no, it's don't go. We're, we're not the bad people here. There are rules in place for a reason. If, if a genuine come to question, a... where do you stand legally? Is it like if, if you're serving alcohol that you could be prosecuted? Exactly. It's the exact same situation. Okay. So it, that's what that's the example I was going to use. If if their kids had gone home blind drunk and they were 16 and they'd come to my pub, Harry could have probably backed me up here. Um, they're, they're liable for it. So like they're making out as if I'm the bad person. So anyway, it was just a special shout out really to say, don't don't be that person. Um, you know, the rules follow the rules and don't try and ruin my Saturday by doing so. I had to Google what a 12A certification meant the other day because mm-hmm. I took my son to see Bond and he yep. is 10 and I wasn't sure if he was allowed to. Um, but transpires 12A means that he could. Uh, I didn't know. <laughs> so I educated myself on that. Um, but I'm glad I did. It was fantastic. No spoilers here, though. Um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't... Maybe I'm just showing my ignorance here. Um, I thought it might be a level down from if you're serving alcohol to underage kids in a pub, but no, I'm, I, I stand corrected. So maybe it's the way they just they say, come on, it's our Saturday night, don't ruin it. And I'm like, right, okay, I'm the bad person here. Well, you're but, not. Oh, well. You're not. <laughs> they put these things there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, Greg, Harold, whatever your name is. Whatever you like, it's fine. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and have two. First one because this one's kind of just uh, breaking news almost. Um, the list of compensation that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan got for giving back Tom Brady's 600th huh. touchdown ball has uh, has been has been shared. Uh, he's getting Tom Brady's assigned Tom Brady jersey, assigned Mike Evans jersey, signed Mike Evans uh, game cleats. That might not be signed, just might be his cleats. Uh, assigned football by Brady. Uh, season tickets for the 21 and 22 season. $1,000 in team credit at the team store. And one Bitcoin from Tom Brady, which is worth around $63,000. They valued the ball apparently at three quarters of a million dollars. I have no idea why. 
I mean, it goes straight into the museum, doesn't it? But come on, it's, it's deflated for starters, surely. <laughs> I mean, it's not even, it's not even pumped up. Anyway, um, now my actual non-science related is uh, something I've noticed, and I, I go onto Facebook probably once or twice a week just to check in and see if there's anything exciting going on. Um, uh, it was my birthday yesterday, so I had loads of notifications of people wishing me happy birthday. Most people who I haven't spoken to in about twenty years, uh, much appreciated, nevertheless. Um, the one thing I have noticed, though, I keep getting is is like articles which talk about um, not like childhood stars of of things like uh, Britain's Got Talent or the X Factor, and saying, "Look, look at look at so and so now. Look how much they've changed." It's like, well, of course they've changed. They were twelve years old when they were on that show, and now they're twenty-five. Like, it's like I just don't get how you can you can write an article that's so clickbaity and so ridiculous that people still click it and people still comment, being like, "Wow, look at them! Haven't they grown up?" It's like, of course they have. It's like it's only been thirteen years. It's like, well, that's over double the age of the kid in question. It just really annoys me, and I've seen them far too many of them in recent times, and it's making me want to delete Facebook. You'll but, never guess what the Nirvana baby looks like now. Yes. You're probably right. I won't guess. No, exactly. <laughs> I, that was actually one that I, I meant to mention as well, because that was one I did see a while ago, and I was just like, I just had visions of the guy standing there bollock naked um, or, or swimming swimming as an adult bollock <laughs> naked just, <laughs> just to re the recreate the album. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't really want to see that. But don't, uh, don't you yeah. want to know what Claire from Steps looks like now? Um, no. I'll be honest As with an you. avid Steps fan, I can tell you if you'd like. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm quite happy just to go back, back with that one. I mean, that's fine. And yeah. I can tell you, it's a tragedy. Oh, oh, nice. You're welcome. We're cutting that one on me. Just what I say, Greg, you look great for Cutting that up. joke in five, six, seven, eight. Is that tumbleweed? Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. So I, yeah, that's my non-times related is uh, passive aggressive as always. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know, I think I might leave it there. I was, I don't know. I was going to talk about the system of my toilet, but I don't think anybody needs to hear that, quite frankly. <laughs> Please tell us. No, I don't need to. We are a five and two team about to go six and two. And I think we can leave it there and all celebrate another fantastic fantastic titans win here's to another see you next week tighten up hashtag adam needs a plug <laughs> 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 <laughs>